Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is a special presentation for the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast. Here's Rick Uccino on the Believe Podcast Network. What is going on, you guys? Rick Uccino here. SB Nation Believe Podcast Network brought to you today in part by Bet Online, the continued number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Get the latest odds, news, developments on Major League Baseball, fighting news, NFL seasons, futures. It's all there. Go to the website. Use your mobile device. Sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. I said 50%. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get that bonus and get into action. Bet Online where the game starts. You know my guest at this time. She comes down to the ring in AEW now, looking straight out of Stark Industries. The following <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just waking up this morning, but I'm good. <laughs> uh, I've been up since six. Don't worry. I'm still waking up uh, as as well, but uh, appreciate the uh, opportunity to get to talk to you. I've told people before that you will, uh, were one of my favorite interviews. And the last time we spoke, was two companies ago one for you one for me and we were on the phone this is much this is a much better platform to get to talk to you today so i'm really excited to dive into everything in the world of athena and i want to start there because i feel like a lot of wrestling fans are getting to know you all over again right they know you as somebody completely different and now you are Athena. So let's start with a simple but maybe a nuanced question here. Who who is Athena and how has she evolved from from the indie days? Um honestly I don't know. <laughs> That's a very <laughs> difficult question. Um because when I became Athena on the indies it was basically everything that I wasn't in real life cuz I was super shy, I wasn't very outgoing, I'm very closed off, I'm a little bit introverted at times. Um so Athena was like loud in your face, had an attitude, was super disrespectful. And so it was this weird like alter ego almost. And I talk about some people uh turn themselves up. Sorry, my camera's all bouncy. Oh, uh, you're good. You're good. Some people turn themselves up to like 10,000, 10 million, whatever the saying is. And like, that was just everything I wasn't in life. So now it's weird because Athena originally was a heel. Now she's a baby face or a good guy, if you will, which is bizarre because I'm very, um, I'm allowing people to get to know me for the first time, I think, because I'm very goofy. I don't take life seriously. I'm a super big nerd as well. <laughs> so it's, it's literally just me trying to be a turned up version of me i guess it's not even that because it's i don't know it's everything that i wish i was in real life because once again i'm very quiet i'm very introverted i i get weird in like massive crowds and like you'll see me fade into the background like that homer simpson gif where he goes into the bushes yes that's me in real life so it's very um different because i'm in your face i'm all attitude i always say my attitude is as tall as paul white so and i think i'm that big because i have the hands going and everything like that so it's 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 a weird um transition uh not because i'm uncomfortable with it it's just it's different and it's new <laughs> yeah i i feel like that's you, you hear that a lot with performers and heck even people in in my industry because i'm the exact same way and i was talking about this with um, uh, renee paquette just a few days ago like if my grade school teachers or high school teachers like any of them see what i do now they they wouldn't believe that i was the same person because i was the guy who was afraid to like 
raise his hand up to ask a simple question. And it's like, can I go to the bat like that guy? Um, and now I ask questions for a living. So I, I totally, you know, I totally understand that. Uh, it, it's weird how life tends to work out that way. Um, you really did kind of have the opportunity heading now into this uh, next elevation of your career to kind of kind of wipe the slate clean. Was there uh, an, you know, ever consideration uh, of doing that and just starting something completely new or was kind of going back to your roots and exploring Athena always kind of something you wanted to do there? Um, it was something I wanted to do in the other company and we almost got there, uh, but for whatever reason we didn't. And I, I guess that's where I felt the most comfortable and that's where I felt like the most me in and out of the ring was as Athena. Um, so it's weird because I'm getting the platform to grow as Athena, whereas before I had to create something completely new, completely different, something that yeah. was out of the box, all mystery, you know, and just hope that like people would get it. And now I think it's just, I'm just happy being a wrestler again. I'm happy like expressing my art. I used to have the saying, make art out of war because like that's what we do we go out there we clobber each other but it's art because people appreciate what you do and like that's where I felt the most comfortable comfortable and that's where I felt the most me so it's there was there was the thought that maybe I do something completely new there was like I, I think that that comes with everything because when you leave it's just like what am I going to do next what's going to be the next thing am I going to say wrestling am I going to go branch into something else am I going to conform into society am I going to work at the local Albertsons or Tom Thumb what, what's going <laughs> to happen next you know because there is that weird like 90 days where you're just like I don't know what I want to do it myself but it also doesn't help because you have 90 days to do absolutely nothing so a lot of it was just like, do I want to wrestle again? Well, that's going to pay the bills. So I got to have to wrestle, <laughs> you know? So like, it was, it was one of those things. So I should do something new. And then I was like, no, I have all this stuff. Like, uh, cause I was making my own entrance pieces for a while and I have all this stuff in the back. I'm like, what am I going to do with all this stuff? I spent all this money on, <laughs> you know? So you go back and forth with yourself. And then finally, like, um, my husband was actually like, why don't you just be you again? Why don't you just be Athena? Why don't you just like, show people what you can really do under a brand and on a platform that you love. And I was like, nah, you're stupid. No. And then, <laughs> and then, and then like, I kind of sat on it, but I was like, I think he's right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, think he's right. The, I was going to say, how hard was it to admit that he was right to him on that one? It's, it's never, um, it's never an issue to admit that he's right because 99.9% .9 of the time I'll be like, no, I'm not going to do it. And then I end up doing it because it's, it's probably the best idea that, any of us can come up with it. I'm like, no, no. And then I'm like, let me just write this down, put this in my back. And normally I end up doing it. My husband has an amazing creative brain for what we do in this business. So like, I'll, I'll sit there and be like, oh, that idea won't work for me. But it does, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, so it's, it's, it's really um, one of those things that like, he's my biggest supporter. We yell, we fight. We don't like to talk about wrestling so much. But like, he really does have a great brain for this. And he, he loves this so much because he grew up on it just like I did. So yeah. he knows, he sees things differently. And where I'm very like one track, this is what we got to do sometimes. He's like, no, 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 but you can go over here. You can go around the corner. You can go pet this dog, pick up this cat and you can still get there. And I'm like, no, this is faster, <laughs> you know? So it's, it's funny. Um, 
but I love him to death. But he's kind of the one that sparked that idea of like, just be you. Just you can do whatever you want, which is what you wanted to do when you first start wrestling, that you could do whatever you want, say whatever you wanted to say. And like, that's kind of where it kind of sparked that inspiration to just go back to being me again. You know, it's interesting to hear you talk and, and hear, you know, your husband say things like that, because, you know, you're talking about those 90 days trying to figure out what you want to do. I would say that there was a bevy of options because you talk about you make your own gear. And I always thought you were a great uh, analyst when uh, you had the opportunity uh, to do that. And obviously, you know, the the Twitch stream and you're very good on social media. I feel like you've had you have this collection of skill sets that's going to give you a, a, a a myriad of options for whatever you want to do the rest of your life it was so weird because like i like like i said i grew up on pro wrestling like that that was my jam like i loved it i was so into a lot of the stories and like i think when i left i just didn't have that drive to be that analyst anymore because at that time when i was doing backstage i was watching raw smackdown nxt uk nxt any youtube videos they would post any 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 everything like the bts sport interviews and stuff like that so i was surrounding myself with almost i think something like 14 to 15 hours of wrestling every week and that was a lot that was a lot it's and a i lot. love wrestling but when you do it over and over and over and over again it becomes one of those like oh my god i just i just want to watch south park or something to- i'm there i'm, I'm with you it. i get it burnout's a real thing man but i think like it just kind of i didn't want to do that anymore you know i love hosting don't get me wrong and i hosted a twitch channel um for esports which was absolutely fun and amazing and it taught me that i did have different skill sets outside of wrestling like like you said i have the twitch channel i play video games i got to be involved in like summer games fest for uh, dungeons and dragons i played dungeons and dragons like semi-professionally at times so like yeah there were all these avenues i wanted to get into voiceover i still do and acting and stuff like that um so yeah, there were all these different like arrows. Like think of it like there's a stick in the middle of the road and there's like 20,000 arrows and you're just like, that's a lot of arrows. <laughs> so <laughs> so that was, that was it. It's like, I just didn't know, right? There were so many options. There still are so many options, especially with AEW being absolutely amazing and giving me the freedom to do stuff outside of the, the company as well. So it's, it's a mixed situation. <laughs> Right, right, right. I do. I do want to ask because I, you have something with D and D coming up relatively soon, right? Like uh, something not, that you can plug there. So not specifically for D and D. Um. So we have been filming a tabletop RPG using Fifth Edition Dungeons and Dragons and Kobold Press, which is the uh, company that made the module we're playing, which is Tome of Heroes. So we're actually doing a six part mini series that's uh, sponsored by Kobold Press. Yay! Um, and I get to play D&D on my stream and like it's awesome because I've never created something and like I had a lot of help from my bestie Daisy so I have to give her a shout out but um, I've never had something that I've like physically been like I have this idea it needs to be done someone help me get it done and like we got it done so that's like every Thursday on my Twitch stream Half Dragon AP uh, the VOD will be on YouTube Half Dragon AP because it's easy and I love dragons so <laughs> fair enough Fair enough. All right, let's let's dive back into uh, into AEW here before I get some uh, relations people yelling at me. Uh, you have been uh, going toe to toe here with uh, Jade Cargill since uh, you came into AEW. You got your your eyes set on that TBS championship. When you 
look at someone like Jade, who I think is a perfect first opponent for somebody named Athena because she looks like she was carved out of marble by the actual Greek goddess of war herself, right? <laughs> like, just the possibility of working with someone like her, how does that get your mind working creatively? Um, I've been watching Jade Cargill for a while. Um, like I say, I like to say longer than what people know. I feel like I was there from the very first match all the way up to current. Um, and you see her, ele- like, I don't want to say elevation, but you see her growth from her first match into her persona, into her in-ring ability up until now. And when you look at someone like that, you're like, oh, they care. Oh, they want to be good. And like, it's it's weird because I had never met the woman until uh, All Out. <laughs> like when I was like, hmm, you're really tall. <laughs> you know? um, so it was it was this really cool moment of like watching someone start from their very first match. Cause she started on TV, right? Yeah. Which I think it's the hardest job and people don't give her enough credit for that. And, you know, she started first match on TV undefeated streak all the way into now, which we know I don't have the best luck with undefeated streaks, but, ah. but I, I look at this That's as a former a, life. Well, yeah, for sure. But (laughs) I look at this as an opportunity to kind of go into something massive to show people not only what I can do as a high flyer, uh, a technician, a strong man at times. And I look at like the collaborative effort that could be there. Right. Jay Cargill is a megastar. Like you just look at this woman and you see her on the TV and you're like, hold on, let me flip back a couple more channels. (laughs) What was what was this Amazon woman I just saw right here? And she looks great doing it. And she owns that persona, which is even more fantastic because she has a character. Right. A lot of women, they're like, oh, I'm the good girl. I'm the bad girl. Right. I'm all attitude. I am. not. I don't know if I'm supposed to be a good guy. 90 percent of the times so I just kind of say what I say and do what I do. It's the kind of way people like me. It's weird. Um, but when you look at someone like Jade Cargill, it's just like, oh, that's a challenge. That's something I need in my life, right? And it started on Twitter before I even like, before we even got into the final talks of me coming officially to AEW. And it was just like, ooh, there's something here. And like, just me going, hmm, with the little face responding to who's next just went viral. And then she responded, then I responded. And it just blew out of the water. So it kind of started on Twitter. So thank you, Bluebird. You did this for me. Um, but like, I think people were so interested in that feud and they're like, oh, when is this happening? Then the Joker thing happened. And I kind of, I already knew I was going when the Joker happened. So me and my husband, we got on street. We're like, this is pre-tape. Cause we knew that weekend I was going. <laughs> so I, they're like, oh no, look, I'm still in Texas, you know? And so it was it was just really cool to just be able to go into a main feud right away because I feel like it's been so long since one I got a singles run like not like a singles run like when the other undefeated streak was there right (laughs) telling stories are so important to what we do is pro wrestling right because that's what gets people invested and coming into this story with Jade Cargill like that means a lot to me. So I want to put all of my effort, all of my emotion, all of my physical well-being into this to make it good, to make people relate to, hey, like I'm five one. I don't care that she's six foot whatever. Like, I don't care. I'm going to knock her flat on her ass. That's what I do, you know? And like, 
the one thing that has stayed true throughout my entire career is that like if there's a challenge there, it doesn't matter how many times I get knocked down, I'm going to beat that challenge. And I don't think people really know that about me as a person. Like I've I've had so many tryouts in the former life that like I was like, now nah, I'm kicking this door down, baby. We're going to get there. Right. We're going to get there. And then I finally got there. So like that's just the type of person I am. Maybe it's because I'm a massive gamer that I will sit here and rage play every game until <laughs> I <laughs> until I have a mental breakdown. But like, that's me. It's like, I'm going to beat the big monster. I'm going to beat the big bad at the end of the adventure. I like to win. That's what I do, you know? And it's just like an alpha mentality of just like, I got to be the best. I'm going to be the best to be the best. You got to beat this hussy here. I ain't gonna say <laughs> I don't want someone to come after me with DMCA's and all that stuff. But but you guys get what I'm saying is that like this person who has made a career out of nothing in the pro wrestling world, because she was very accomplished before she got here, out of nothing in the pro wrestling world, who is at the top of the mountain right now. And I'm like, I wanna kick her off this mountain. <laughs> even then, even if I don't kick her off the mountain, because we all know it's pro wrestling, right? Like I want people to remember what I did at the top of that mountain, that we had this epic battle on top of Olympus and lightning was striking and angels were weeping and fire from hell was blazing up. And I want it to be that. I want it to be this epic like rock battle, if you will. Have you pitched that to Tony Khan? Because that sounds amazing. <laughs> like no. Rock of Ages, but in a wrestling ring. Like I'm, I'm this queen of the mount vesuvius goddess battle right like Let, but, let's just do let's like uh i'm thinking like the aggro crag like let's just do yes, a match on the, right yes i'm in I'm going. <laughs> i was showing someone that the other day i was like you didn't live as a kid unless you knew about the aggro crag <laughs> i've always wanted to just just that chunk of rock right like i've always wanted that as a kid even though i knew i had i, I was not athletically was inclined not enough to do it i was i was afraid of heights as a kid <laughs> i was a little thick so that whole like, zero gravity thing probably wouldn't have worked for me where they're running on the side of the ceiling <laughs> sorry uh, but yeah, i would have drowned I mean, in the pool personally uh so <laughs> that's just me that's just me we we can we can dream though right so i i am looking forward to this epic battle whenever it does go down and i i would even i i am excuse me even more so now after watching an interview you did with nbc boston and i kind of have a follow-up to something that was said at the end of that interview where you talked about now having an unfiltered move set yes what did you mean by that so i feel like um like I said, I'm 5'1". <laughs> In a former life, I was 5'1". Um, and I was required to be 5'1". As in, like, I had to be a high flyer and jump around and do things. And I like doing that stuff, right? I'm not I'm not knocking any shade. That's just the, the small window of what I was given. And I took advantage of it to the nines. And, like, that's that was the challenge given to me. You are a high flyer. Go out and high fly and do your thing, woman. Right? Uh, because I'm short, right? That, sure. I get it, right? Um, but before I got there, I was a technician. I was a powerhouse. I didn't do any of the high-flying stuff. You know, I learned that to get a job because I saw that no one else was doing that at the time. Now everyone can do everything. That's amazing. But that's that was when I got signed, that was the role I was given. And I was like, oh, this is just kind of and I parted out a lot of my moves right within the company. And I won't say who, because 
they can tell you if they want to tell you. I don't really <laughs> care. Um, I parted out a lot of like my powerhouse moves and stuff that I just didn't do anymore to like anyone and whoever wanted to learn because like I just enjoyed that. You know, it was like, oh, yeah. I teach someone something and they do it on TV. I'm like, oh, I taught them that. Right. Um, <laughs> but like uh, some people called me the woman of a thousand moves because I always had a move for something. And like being at AEW gives me that freedom to explore all of these moves and get to do new things. And it's not that I'm five one. It's that I'm a wrestler and I'm competitive. No. And if Riho can lift up Nyla Rose for a German, damn it, I can pop up power bomb. <laughs> Whoever I want, <laughs> come through. You know what I mean, and that's what I mean by unfiltered moveset. Is that like do anything because it's it's the art that we create, right? Yeah, we'll make it make sense, whatever. But like, that's the art. That is that is the amazement of like, oh my gosh, I just saw this five one girl throw someone in the air, and then she just like slammed them as hard as she could. Mind you, are they being thrown that high? Probably not. Some five one. <laughs> to try my damnedest um but it's but having an unfiltered moveset not having to worry about um so much of who does what but what works for your match and your story within the match tells like it's there's so much more entertainment value to that to me and a lot of that is like one of my favorite things I saw as a kid because I feel like I have to say this because then you'll understand where my mindset is hurricane versus the rock Hurricane yeah. versus the Rock. Mind you, didn't realize Hurricane was like six foot something until I met him in person. But still, like Hurricane versus the Rock. How many times did he tease that choke slam? How many times? Choke slam. No, no one taken. No, choke slam. No one would take it. Choke slam. No one would take it. And then he finally gets in that championship match with the Rock on SmackDown, and he hits him with the choke slam. Boom! And the crowd loses their crap because for six months he's been teasing the choke slam. The Rock finally takes it. That place explodes, and everyone thought he was going to win the match. Like that's the type of like I don't want to be limited by the way I look, right? Because at the end of the day, I have a four hundred pound deadlift. <laughs> right like i you know what i mean like i can yeah. lose a lot of weight right i might not look like it at times but i i can push a lot of weight and i don't want to be limited by like the first thought of someone looking at me and going oh she's short she can't do anything oh i guess she's just gonna jump in the air i can jump in the air i can kick you in the face and i can throw a saido like nobody else right so that's what i mean by limiting limited moveset i don't i don't want to do that i just want to keep surprising people of like what's next what is she going to do next and i want people when they hear that music and they hear the fallen goddess right like i want them to just be like oh snap wait and see what this girl's gonna do and that's what i felt like i was missing for so long in my career because it's like you have to be safe which is not a bad thing which is not a bad thing you have to do what you know which is not a bad thing i do want to clarify that because we all know how the twitterverse takes oh yeah 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 no headlines are being written as we speak yeah i know yes but like i just i want that excitement back and i feel like that's just me as a performer that doesn't apply to everyone some people are comfortable doing what they know and that's absolutely fine but i want to push the limits when i first signed it's because i wanted to change the world of women's wrestling I'm not a porcelain princess. And I want people to know that. Like, I am a warrior to and through. And I just want people to know that, like, whatever the guys can do, I can do it. And I'm going to try to do it better than them. And that's what my whole life in this pro wrestling world has been, is I want people to see me as a performer, not a not a great women's wrestler, 
a great wrestler, a great performer. And I want them to look at me and say, oh my God, Athena is one of the best in the world. doesn't matter if she's a man, doesn't matter if she's a woman, she can do her job and she does it well. Amen. I appreciate that. Um, I do, uh, before we wrap up here, talk about being an overall great performer. While I've been waiting to see more of you in the ring, I have been loving what you've been doing with Chris Statlander outside of the <laughs> ring and the promos that you guys have been cutting and the fun that you guys appear to be. You guys look like you have tremendous chemistry with one another. Is that something you picked up on right away? Um, I I feel like I want to say yes. I feel like I think it was like my second week there. I had turned around and we were just in the ring messing. I, I don't think we had said like anything to each other other then hello how are you and kept walking and like some kind of way it's me um a couple of other people and her and we're doing this weird like training pretending that we're in this four-way and it's just we're just going at it and we're just having so much fun and i just remember smiling and i just was like i really like i really like her because she has the same goofy mentality as me and then it kind of evolved into that first promo of <laughs> of like we were literally trying to figure out like what are we going to say we have to say something back to jade we have to say something and then like i think i was like oh we got the body search oh no and then she went into something right after that and that's how that promo happened and then the other one which was even <laughs> i remember <laughs> I remember the other promo. I was like, we are all here in support of Jay Cargill. And then she goes, comma, that bitch. And I just start <laughs> crying in tears. But like, if you actually watch our creative process to come up with what we are going to rebut to Jade Cargill, I think that that is worth a reality show in its own. <laughs> but like, it's it's just like, I hit it off with her in like, I don't know. It, it, it feels like I've known her for a really long time and we've only known each other for like five, six weeks at this point in time. But I just feel so comfortable as a coworker, as a friend around her. Like even now, like we will like text something and it'll be like stupid. It won't even be anything wrestling related. It'll be like, hey, I saw this. I liked it. So you'll like it. She'd be like, oh my God, that's crazy. Or, you know, like, and then she'll send me something, uh, mainly a snapping turtle, which I feel like everyone should know what that is out of context. So I'm just going to say it out of context and not explain myself. Um, but like, yeah, we become really good friends. And then we had our first tag match um, last week, which it just clicked. Like it was just there, which is weird because normally like it takes me a while, but I think it's because we get to get, like we get along so well in person that this clicks. And it's weird because we were like, ah, let's try to do this thing. And we're like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, it's so nonchalant, so carefree. And I love that about her, you know? And, like, honestly, I love her to death. I've been keeping up with her for a very long, from the boot to the serious <laughs> alien to more than a woman. You know, like, it's it's really awesome to see her. Um, I, I'm trying not to say evolution because I hate saying that now. Um, seeing her... Uh, progress and change Bro. and development <laughs> I, I feel, you know like she's always been great but like i remember watching her versus red velvet both matches and i was like holy crap very good mama's mama is out there <laughs> you know and it's and it's really awesome to see like just her dedication and how much that she wants to be like on screen, in a ring, whether it be in a promo or out there in a match. And it's just awesome to watch her. Like I remember being backstage and seeing her flip red velvet into her finish. And I was like, oh 
my God. And it was awesome. And I was like, hell yes. I was like so pumped. Everyone's looking at me backstage like, oh my God, who is this new girl here? And I'm like, this is me. I love wrestling. <laughs> You're going to have to deal with it. Like to this day, I, I find myself like if I'm in like the backstage area, I try to watch by myself because I get very animated and stuff as well. And normally there's a small crowd that <laughs> forms around me. That's people watching me watching the matches. So yeah, um, I'm that person. So if you hear a scream from backstage, 99.9% .9 of the time, that's probably me. I'm just letting you guys know that now. Uh, I love it so much. I love to see you having fun again. It's great to see you back on my TV screen again. Go game for a little bit. I'm going to go Google Snapping Turtle and uh, we can uh, talk <laughs> talk down the road once again, Athena. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Just at this time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.